Hello, this is Catherine, and I know I need to stop talking. Hello, my loves, how are you all? It's been a whole week with no podcasting for me. In fact, two weeks, hasn't it? Because I didn't podcast last week. It's been bonkers. And let's be honest, it's all a bit bonkers at the minute, isn't it? What a day, what a week, what a weekend. So my little phone, I was out yesterday, my phone beeped with a notification from the BBC News app, which is terrifying. If you don't have the BBC News app, for the love of God, don't get it. I have nothing against the BBC News app, but it comes with the most terrifying breaking news sound that literally has me practically shitting myself every time I hear it, particularly in 2020, because I can tell you now, spoiler alert, I'm yet to find a single time when the breaking news app has made its terrifying noise and gone kitten saved from being stuck up a tree which is the kind of heartwarming news stories that I really want to appear in my breaking news app as opposed to the news stories of the we're all fucked variety which seem to be coming through three or four times a day but yeah I was out yesterday and my terror the terrifying noise went off on my phone and I thought oh for fuck's sake what now and and sure enough it was Boris is going to give a press conference and while I you know I'm, I'm, I'm an incurable optimist but even I struggled to imagine it was going to be Boris is given a press conference to announce that he's going to wrap everybody's presents for them this year or there's free gin for all on Christmas Day or every toy this year is coming with a spare set of AA batteries attached. Wouldn't that be a wonderful, wonderful thing? And not to have those stupid little, I mean... Those of you who haven't bought toys in in recent years might be wondering what I'm on about, but oh my goodness, it's like my abiding memory of certainly Christmases when my children were were smaller, is sitting there on Christmas Day with like your fingers bleeding as you tried to get these toys out of the boxes. Beth, <laughs> Beth still has memories of her birthday. I think it must have been about three years ago, and we'd bought her the Playmobil Hospital. And I got back that evening to construct the Playmobil hospital. And I'm not exaggerating. My fingers, my nails were literally bleeding. And I sat on the floor sobbing, trying to construct this fucking hospital. And Beth really happily remembers that 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 birthday as, oh, yeah, that was my birthday where you brought me that hospital. And then you sat and cried all evening. It's true. I did. It was hell, hell to make. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, it's all fucked really, isn't it? I, I, as I say, I, I like to bring the optimism, but I think all I can come up with in a minute is it really is all fucked. We have the dubious pleasure where I live. We're tier four. Tier four. Doesn't that sound amazing? I, tr- I tried to pitch it to the kids because I've tried throughout this to be very kind of like on an even keel about, you know, how you're living through history and, you know, emotionally making sure they're okay. Obviously, Jamie's loving life. It's the best time of his life. He was like, tier four. What does that mean? Is that going to make any difference? to me and I was like Jamie you spent the entire year sitting in your pants in front of your computer I struggle to think of a tear which is going to impact your day-to-day life so he looked quite happy but I kind of was pitching it to Beth I went wow tear four and she looked at me completely derisively and went mum you wouldn't even get a medal in tier four fourth place is nothing you're nowhere and and it does all feel it as shit as as fourth place would be really it's, it's just rubbish I mean I have to be honest I haven't paid a huge amount of attention to the the intricate details of tier four I'm working on the basis of I can't do anything or go in fact tier four maybe 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 they should do a like a a public service campaign and effectively it should be photographs of of Jamie in his pants playing on his computer with tier four and and, and if we all do that then I think we'll be abiding by the rules and 
we had always deliberately planned to keep Christmas very low key this year um, with, you know, obviously my children at two different schools and not wanting to to run the risk of, of infecting elderly relatives. So in some ways, I feel quite lucky because we hadn't really planned to, to do anything or go anywhere. But even like just the little things, like I was going to meet up with my, my dad and my sister yesterday to exchange Christmas presents and we haven't been able to do that. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm a huge believer in it. There are people struggling far more than, than I am right now. But but then I think it can sometimes be a little bit dangerous to go down the route, can't it? Because right now, life is a bit fucking shit for everybody. And it's not a competition. And I really hate, and social media is a shocker for this, I really hate the way that social media seems to try to pit one miserable person against another like well you think you've got it bad you're you're in tier two we're in tier three we're in tier four i'm in tier 57 probably by i'm joking by the time we get to the new year we probably will have tier fucking 57 and it will still involve jamie sitting in his pants playing on his computer uh the moment they take that away that's that's when he's going to really start to start to feel the pain but grief is not competitive right your 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 grief your unhappiness because we are all grieving right we're grieving for the life that we that we knew that we know we hope is going to come back thanks to our amazing and our clever and wonderful scientists but we're all grieving in our own ways right now and i think the very worst thing you can do with grief is try and downplay your own grief because other people have in your you know in your view got it worse or equally try and downplay somebody else's grief. Well, you might not be able to see your family, but at least your family is still alive. At least your family aren't working on the front line, at least. And I just think, no, do you know what? It's shit for everybody. We are united in how fucking shit 2020 is and probably the start of 2021 is, is, is as well. And that's all right. It's okay right now to feel to feel however you want to feel. I wrote something on Twitter this morning because I was getting really frustrated with people. And I think it's often done with a well-meaning thing to try and make people feel better like oh well you know at least you're at least you've got whoever with you at least you're in a support bubble at least you've got your job to keep you busy and I just think there's no there's no at least and there's no right way to feel right now you might feel absolutely fine right now and that's fantastic and wonderful and don't listen to anybody saying to you or you should feel terrible but equally you you might be not on your own for Christmas and you might be surrounded by people and you might know in many ways that you're really lucky but it doesn't mean it's not fucking shit right now. It really is. I think I might have topped a record for the number of times that I've sworn during this particular podcast already. But then again, if you're listening to this, you probably follow my blog. So I'm assuming a little bit of bad language uh, isn't going to isn't going to phase you too much. And and if any year was a good year to crack out the cockwombles, 2020 is categorically it. Categorically it. So it's rubbish. It is rubbish. And I'm definitely not here to, to try and tell you anything else. I do think there is definitely something in, I'm a big believer in trying to control the things that you can control. And, and I love the fact that I always have it in my gift to, to give kindness, to bring moments of kindness to people, not in some kind of naive Pollyanna type way, thinking that's going to make absolutely everything better because it's not right. Christmas for most people this year, and indeed most of this year is a bit shit. But I think those little moments of kindness and trying to just find the little moments of, of happiness in every day. And it's it's a really, really little things. I'm, I'm sitting here recording this and I'm looking at the most beautiful jug full of flowers. 
this is where I should be able to tell you what sort of flowers they are. And I've got not a fucking clue what sort of flowers they are. They're really pretty. They're little ones. They're like teeny tiny daffodils and white daffodils. As you can tell, I am not a botanist. Fucking hell. I could have researched this before I did this podcast, right? No, I have not done that. Anyway, they're little flowers, little yellow ones and little white ones. And they came in a box all the way from the Silly Isles, sent by my mum's partner. And they are so beautiful and bright and fragrant and radiant. And they are just bringing a little bit of sunshine into what is otherwise a a bit of a grey and damp and dismal day, certainly in the part of the UK where, where I am today. And just looking at those just helps to just lift lift my spirits just a little bit in terms of, you know, that, that I do love the phrase, I love the phrase, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I definitely think for a lot of us that probably feels true. I mean, to be fair, I think we've probably had a few times this year where we thought, right, this is it, it's darkest before the dawn, things are going to get better. Oh, no, it's going to get worse still. Oh, God, it's still fucking shit, for fuck's sake. But little things like that, I, I think, make make such a difference. They really do. One of the things I'm hugely grateful for, even in the fable tier four, tier four, don't come near us, we're in tier four, even in the fable tier four, certainly at the moment you're still allowed to, well, you're still allowed out to exercise as much as you want to, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing because that hasn't been the case in all countries. But also at the moment, even in tier four, you can still meet another adult outside to to walk with in a public place. So I met one of my best friends yesterday and she lives a long way away from here, but she's relocated down here and she and I went walking yesterday we hadn't seen each other face to face since the summer like months and months and months and it was just glorious we just talked about shit just absolute random shit the entire time and leapt about and pulled ridiculous faces and it just did my heart good it really did so if you're in the lucky position even if you can't see somebody else if you're in the lucky position to be able to to get out of the house and walk that that's so so good for the soul so good for the soul even if you can't get out if you can look outside seeing the sky it sometimes sort of helps me put things into perspective as well but but like I say it's also okay to just be really struggling right now finding things tough and please 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 don't feel either that just because it's tough for everybody and I'm you know I'm absolutely there's there's always going to be somebody who's got it worse off than any of us right but that doesn't mean your grief isn't valid. And it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about how you're feeling as well. And hopefully lots of us are lucky to have good friends and family who will listen. But not everybody does. And also not everybody feels comfortable to people that they know. So speaking to someone like the Samaritans, you can call them. You can even email them if you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone because not everybody does. But finding an outlet is is so, so, so important. And there's various posts up on my blog with links to, to great places to go and people to talk to. So please don't ever feel that, that you're alone. Please don't ever feel that there isn't somebody to talk to. There is. And actually, there are millions and millions of stories and examples of where people have done just that. And the difference it's made has been has been absolutely huge. It really has. So yeah, it's all a bit bonkers. And and life for me, even away from the whole COVID extravaganza has been, oh my God, that's what we need, COVID the musical. I feel like everything would be better if there was COVID the musical. Maybe I'll write it. God, that would be terrifying, wouldn't it? COVID the musical starring Jamie 
in his pants in front of his computer. It's been 12 months and he still hasn't noticed anything has changed in the world. And then there could be a dramatic number. The Wi-Fi has gone down. The Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi. Oh God, honestly, it's clearly been a long, a long year. But yeah, everything for me has been a little bit busy. Thank you so much for, to those of you who got in touch to check in on me and see if I was okay. Absolutely fine. A combination of the many, many strands of my life just all colliding and coinciding. And, and there are times when something has to give and actually as I've got older I've learned more and more that actually the one thing that you shouldn't give is making sure that you take a little bit of time to to just look after you so I made the executive decision to prioritize sitting on my ass occasionally staring into space catatonically panicking about panicking about everything I still have to do for Christmas or reading a book or just going out for a walk and spending time with the kids and it has done my soul good to do that so Thank you for bearing with me. I'm definitely back. We might even get some extra podcasts in over Christmas. That's that's the plan. That's the hope. I've got a bit of time off work, so I'm looking looking forward to to doing that. Of course, before any of that can happen, I have to wrap the fucking presents. I feel like two weeks ago, if I didn't say it on the podcast, I was certainly thinking it, thinking to myself, I must wrap the presents. Every year, every year I tell myself, I'm going to get started early. I'm not going to leave it to the last minute. I told you last time of the, the memorable story of wrapping up. Mr. I know I need to stop talking's pen at about five minutes past midnight on Christmas Eve. Oh, that was not, that was not a good night. So many presents though, so many presents. I, I, I don't know, you know, Christmas just does this year, but there just seems to be lots of little bits. And, and is it just me that basically from the moment it gets to the start of November, anything my kids need is going in the stocking. It's going in the stocking. Toothbrush, in the stocking. Socks, you'll have to wait for Christmas for that. Coat, you'll have to wait for Christmas for that. Jamie has managed once again, I don't know how he does it, he's managed to wear through the soles of his shoes. Is it just my child who does this? Beth, to be fair, doesn't. But Jamie has, a long and notorious track record of somehow inexplicably I'd buy him the hardest wearing shoes I can find and this must be he's now gone through multiple multiple pairs he's like my socks are wet why are your socks wet there's a hole in the bottom of my shoe no there isn't and he turns out yeah yeah no there is it's, it's a massive hole but yeah so from November on onwards anything my children need mum we're out we're out of cereal wait till Christmas it's like yeah it's a, it's a little ritual so there's a there's a huge amount of stuff that I I need to wrap I tend to get all my presents and then take them up into our loft because that's obviously a good place for nosy people, hashtag Beth, to not be going and, and finding them up there. So I tend to pop them all up into, into the loft. I mean, it's chaos up there. I've never been to the sorting depot of our local post office at this time of year, but I imagine it looks a bit like my loft. It's absolute chaos up there. I went up on Friday night good intentions to try and start doing a bit of wrapping and I did to be fair get through get through a, a number of presents I I I don't know I was gonna say I broke the back of it I, I really didn't I did like the easy stuff and I've left all this shit yeah I, I need to go and do some tonight I won't I'm saying that now I won't do it I won't do it I'll be there on Christmas Eve wrapping presents you mark my word so I'm sat up there wrapping some presents and I hear this this rustling and obviously checking that the kids haven't got up there no it's my cat isn't it it's ASAP one of the three Sandwich, who we've had for years, has never, ever come into the loft. We've left the loft ladder down. She's never been bothered. ASAP has obviously decided this is some new and exciting challenge. So she's up in the loft. She's dead excited. She's running round, round and round the loft. There's loads, obviously loads of interesting places for cats to go up there. I'm like, for fuck's sake. And then I finish, finish wrapping. Clearly don't finish wrapping. Finish wrapping all the presents I could take right there and then. 
And then, of course, she's stuck in the loft, isn't she? Because cats can climb up ladders. Turns out cats cannot climb down ladders. So I'm like, it's okay, don't worry. I'm going to get her out the loft. So I called Jamie over. Well, have you ever tried manhandling a frightened cat out of a loft? I don't think it's going to become an Olympic sport anytime soon. And there's a very good reason for that. Jamie's a very good sport, but bless him. It was, yeah, it, it took some time. So that's probably going to be my future is, is chasing cats, chasing cats out of the loft. And I did what I do every single year is that I start every year. I think I just convince myself that I'm a different person from who I actually am. I, I convince myself every year, this is going to be the year. Because we all know people, right, who 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 can wrap presents beautifully. You know the type I mean, with really neat corners and ribbon and lovely tags and everything. And I think every single year, there's like a nanosecond before I sit down to start wrapping the first present when I'm like, this year, that will be me. I think perhaps I assume that it's something that comes with age, but I'm going to be honest, I'm nearly 40 now. I think I'm kidding myself. And so it was again this year, I sat down and I treated myself this year. I got some really nice wrapping paper from Marks and Spencer's. It was all lovely and thick and easy to find. Didn't rip the moment you fold it. I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I've been missing all these years. Good wrapping paper. I took out the first present and it was a nice evenly shaped present. And I was like, well, this is it. There's no excuses. It's not a weird shape. It's going to look lovely. And within two and a half seconds of starting, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like something had thrown up on a present and it had been run over multiple times by a car whilst being rubbed through a bush and ripped open by a by a pack of lions. I mean, it just looked, it was carnage. It was like, it was like when anybody used to watch Blue Peter, I was a Blue Peter devotee when I was, when I was a small child. They always used to do the makes, didn't they? Here's what I made earlier. And I always used to, to look at them and go, this is amazing. And then I'd go and try and make it and it would look like absolute shit. That's what happens with present wrapping. It's like, here's what I made earlier, this beautifully wrapped and folded present. And here's mine. It's a piece of shit. Happy Christmas. But then I think, well, when is anybody ever obsessed over the wrapping? You want to get in the wrapping and get to the good stuff, right? I mean, who spends ages looking at the wrapping? Possibly some people. Nobody in my household. So I'm determined that I'm not going to not going to worry about it too much. But I had some presents this afternoon. We'd not been able to go meet up to hand them over yesterday. I had some presents that I needed to get couriered. Um, so they were already wrapped. That was good news. So I was like, okay, well, all I need to do is put some brown paper. I had some bubble wraps. It was quite well prepared. I put some brown paper around them and send them off. And I thought, well, always easier to do these things with an extra pair of hands. So I called Jamie down. No, no, turns out in all scenarios, it is not always easier to do anything with an extra pair of hands. Because if I thought I was fucking bad at wrapping presents, oh my God, Jamie is something else. Like literally, it was like some kind of farce. Like I imagine like the Benny Hill theme tune playing in the background. I'm like, right, hold the tape. He gets the tape stuck to his fingers. Hold the scissors. The scissors are now stuck to the tape. Jamie, give me the tape and the scissors. He then gets the tape stuck to his trouser leg. Then I'm trying to pull the scissors away. The tape rips in two. I'm like, okay, right, fine. I'm going to end up, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the tape now. You're All you need to do, Jamie, is hold the tape. He drops the tape. I mean, honestly, it was like, it was absolutely ridiculous. There was tape everywhere. There was tape stuck to him, stuck to the side, stuck to the floor. 
as yeah yeah he he has many many strengths but turns out wrapping presents really really not fucking one of them so yeah that was that was this afternoon's that was this afternoon's excitement and merriment but wrapping presents that is yeah that is that is my task I'm totally gonna do some tonight I'm not I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it I'm sitting here saying this I'm absolutely not gonna do it but I'm I'm trying to pretend that I have I have best of intentions so if if you have a secret secret way of wrapping presents lots of people have told me that you need to the thing you need to do is get one of those um sellotape dispensers so i actually have three sellotape dispensers because my mum has bought them for me at regular intervals over the years one i've complained about being terrible at wrapping presents in some ways i can see how they would help but i again i'm a shocker for always trying to wrap in in a space which is not clear of 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 items and then i end up dropping the scissors down the sellotape dispenser or the sellotape dispenser gets caught under my leg and then like jamie now i can see where he gets from i get tape stuck to my leg it's just chaos just abject chaos i feel exhausted i mean i'm hopeful maybe there's like a oh i wonder if on one of those fancy apps that tells you how many calories you burn during exercise or one of those one that tells you how many calories you burn while wrapping presents because i get sweat on so i reckon probably equivalent to at least 10k run good excuse to crack open the selection boxes on that basis i think so yeah it's going to be a funny old year it's going to be a funny old christmas it has been a, a very strange year and it will clearly continue in that vein and i think like i say just let's none of us put too much pressure or expectations on ourselves to make this Christmas perfect because it isn't going to be and actually is any Christmas ever really perfect or any event ever I think sometimes perhaps the most perfect moments are those which are completely unexpected and I can't remember if I've told this this story on here before but I remember when I was a kid I must have been about 11 I think and we grew up in a really remote village in the absolute arse end of nowhere and one of the side effects of living in said remote village in the arse end of nowhere was that regularly we lost power. You can see what's coming here, can't you? So my mum is the hostess with the mostess. She always does a most amazing Christmas. And it was Christmas Day and it must have been about 12 o'clock, I would say. And you know, turkey was in the oven and she was starting to think about doing the vegetables. And we were opening presents and we had Christmas music playing. And it was all jolly and warm and Christmas and happy and lovely. And the power went off. Now, this in itself was not necessarily unusual, so we kind of all sort of signed, and, and quite often it would go off, and then it would come back on five, five minutes later. Half an hour later, no sign of the power, and back then there was a like a recorded number that you could phone up, which I think prob probably we knew the phone number off by heart because we had to do it so often, and basically a very nice person on the other end told us that there was no power, and they saw no sign of getting any power anytime soon. And... As a kid, it was all terribly exciting. I'm sure as an adult, my parents must have been like, fuck, what are we going to do now? But as often is the case, people rallied together. So they contacted their friends who lived at the other end of the village, obviously in the same position as us, but they had a gas oven or, or a gas hob on which they could cook the vegetables. We had the turkey. We packed up the turkey. We packed up some drinks. We walked to their house. We had Christmas together and hands down one of my happiest and best Christmases ever 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 out of crisis and disaster came something amazing but I'm also really conscious as I tell that story that part of the reason it was so amazing is because of the way that people could come together and I do truly think it's the cruelest thing about this virus about the pandemic 
is that the very thing that often makes the toughest situations bearable, that human contact, that human interaction, is the thing which will most spread the virus and therefore the thing that we have to stop the most. And I think that's that's underestimated. I do think that's underestimated because that when when times get tough, it's always the thing, isn't it? That, you know, you reach out for help and you reach out for support. And yes, technology is great and it's brilliant, but God, it's not the same. Don't please fucking try and tell me that a Zoom call is the same as being able to give the people you love a hug. It's so far removed. It's untrue. And yes, it's great. And it's really, really lucky that we're able to have that. But it's not the same. It's not the same. But I think just let's take the pressure off ourselves this year. And you know what? If Christmas lunch this year in your house is a selection box with a chaser of Pringles and half a bottle of champagne, I mean, that God, that sounds like the dream, doesn't it? Maybe I've, I've discovered a, a, a new Christmas cuisine. I mean, let's just take the pressure off. Beth might have been on the money, to be honest. She, early on, when I said to the kids, what do you want with, with Christmas dinner? And Beth went, looked me dead straight in the eyes, very serious, and went, spaghetti hoops? And I poo-pooed her. Actually, maybe we will have spaghetti hoops for Christmas dinner. Maybe we will. And it will be just fine. And it will be lovely. And don't forget, of course, and I say this every year, social media is our highlights reel. People are showing the best bits. They're not showing their bleeding fingers trying to get fucking ridiculous toys out of packaging. They're not showing the emergency dash up to the corner shop for AA batteries. They're not showing the fights or the hysterical sobbing because everybody has been awake since 2am and is knackered by 6am. They're showing the best bits. They're showing the best bits. And actually, right now for a lot of us, those best bits might be few and far in between. But like I say, try and find for yourselves those little moments, those little moments, the really small things, even, you know, it might be a really, really tough time. But if you can find one little thing to bring a smile to your face in, in what I appreciate it can, is, a, is a very dark time of the year for, for lots of people right now, then take those little small things, grab onto those things, hang on to them. Don't try to be all things to all people. I think right now, First and foremost, we've got to focus on looking after ourselves because it's only when we look after ourselves that we can find that strength to make sure that we can be there for others too. So please, please be kind. Be kind to everybody. But most of all, be kind to you. And fucking hell, let's just drink a fuckload of gin. And I don't like cheese. I'm sorry to mention it again. I know, right? 2020, what else can I have in store? But I enjoyed the tweets going around yesterday from various people saying, fuck it, I've cracked open the Christmas cheese. Do you know what? This year, do the little things that make you happy. If that's cracking open the Christmas cheese, even though it's only the 20th of December, I've got a shitload of stuff in my <laughs> in my fridge. It's like tradition, right? When you get anywhere near Christmas, there's a load of food in my, in my fridge every time the kids get anywhere near it. Get off that! It's for Christmas! It's for Christmas! James like, it's milk! It's for Christmas! But it's milk! It's Christmas milk! Get off the milk! Christmas milk! So do do those little things that, that, that make you smile. And like I say, if we all need a few vices to get through this year, fucking hell, I think we deserve it, don't we? I mean, I'm still not going to eat cheese. I'm not going to go that far, Jill. God, it's been a bad year. It hasn't been that, that bad. It really hasn't. So look after yourselves, my loves. Stay safe. Take care. I will definitely make sure to, to be back with another podcast over, over the Christmas period. And I've also got something else that I'm kind of vaguely thinking about doing and planning. So keep an eye on the blog. We will hopefully get some stuff up there first. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. I will see you all next week. Take care, my loves. Lots of love. 